This is the Birth Village Podcast. Welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Brower, and today we are getting back to our basics. We are going to be sharing a birth story with you today. Well, three birth stories because our guest, Cherish Payne, who is petite and neat on Instagram and co-host of the Minivan Mamas podcast, is joining us today to tell us about the different births that she had with each of her three kids. Yes. Cherish, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Will you tell us, oh, you know what? (laughs) Before we get into that, I did want to just play a review real quick um, and then just a really cute review that we got on our voicemail. So we're going to play that real quick. Hi, this is Maddie. I'm just calling to let you know how much I love your podcast. I've been listening to it and sending it to my pregnant sister-in-law who is in Utah County. Um, This is her first baby and I'm just sending her every little thing. I'm like, this is what I wish I knew on my first baby. And you guys are just doing such an awesome job at giving um, information and hope for whatever option people choose in birth. I just got them listening to the podcast with Emily. I believe that was her name. Um, and it just struck me how similar my experience, especially with my first baby, was to hers. And I had never heard of anyone else having long contractions like me. I've had contractions that lasted for six minutes, literally knocked me to the ground, sitting on the ground for six minutes straight, and that was for three days. Um, so that was just kind of interesting to hear that. But I just want to say thank you. You guys are doing an amazing job. Love hearing the stories. Love feeling like I'm not the only one. And keep it up. Thank you. Okay, Maddie, thank you so much for sending us that voicemail. It's so fun to hear from all of you, anybody who uh, messages us to let us know how much they're enjoying the podcast or anytime we get anything, all of the questions and everything that everybody sends us. It's so fun to be able to interact with you guys a little bit. So thanks for that. All right, Cherish. Okay. Please <laughs> introduce yourself to our listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you kind of already did. My name is Cherish Payne. I am a mama three and I just had my third baby three months ago and kind of a just like birth junkie. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, it's just kind of become <laughs> a thing that I like love to talk about and love to yeah. share. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally. Um. Well, should we dig into your stories then? Yeah. That's okay. the nitty gritty. That's the let's, good stuff. Yeah. So let's go back. How old is your oldest? Um. Seven. All right. So a little seven flashback years. right now. Seven years ago. <laughs> Tell us about, you know what? Tell us about your pregnancy first. Okay. So um, really normal, like healthy pregnancy. I felt great. He did have like some growth stuff from the beginning. Okay. And it was kind of a little bit of a miracle baby. Like there were a couple times where they like thought maybe he wasn't going to okay, make it. Really? But he turned out fine. That was really early on. But otherwise it had a very healthy, normal pregnancy. Okay. Yeah. And I was... I guess I would say I was young looking back now and I, I was like 22 and, um, I, they asked me like at 14 weeks, I think like what type of a pregnancy or delivery do you want to have? Like natural, 
epidural, you know, and I was like, like your doctor's asking this. Okay. Yeah. Like, what do you, so <laughs> like, we can plan. Know. We like to kind of know. And I was like, I mean, I've always wanted to go natural. Like I thought it was really cool. Okay. And Hold on. Tell me about that. Who that's not necessarily common. I know. I don't know why. I oh, guess you I've just always liked like pushing myself or doing things sure. that people don't normally do. Okay. I don't know. Cause I was thinking about that today. I'm like, what did I like? What even sparked that curiosity for me yeah but I like like to watch birth videos it was just something I, you were interested always, in always okay. always been interested I can appreciate that because same yeah <laughs> but I couldn't tell you where it started because I didn't like grow up with like it wasn't something my mom did or my sure. sisters or anything like that okay so I told them that but I was like yeah well obviously I worked full-time I didn't do anything to prepare you know I didn't know <laughs> yeah that's the best way to put it yeah so when it came down to it um at like 38 weeks, he had stopped growing like at 36 weeks. So at 38, he mm. was like, we're just, we're going to take you. He hasn't been growing like he should be. Okay. I think he gained like two ounces the last week or two. And he's like, they should be growing like yeah. crazy at the end. So was it kind of an emergent situation? Yeah. So he was like, uh, he had kind of been off growth wise the whole time. So they watched oh, me really carefully. I had lots of um, ultrasounds, like they watched him really careful. So towards the end when it was just like, he's not growing, my doctor was like, I just feel like he's better out than in right now. I don't know if it's your placenta. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. And so they were like, we're just going to have a baby tonight. I'm like, okay. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm having an epidural. Cause I was like, I don't know any different. Yeah. And I had thought about it. Like that would be cool, it but crossed I, your mind. Yes. But like when it came down to, it, I didn't do anything to prepare so we just went to the hospital and yeah. did did the thing. So they induced me. Um, I think they probably gave me Pitocin to get things going. Through an I IV, can't probably. Remember. Yeah. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. And we went in at like 4.30 in the morning. We got a call. So we were there at 4.30. I think they gave me like a drip of Pitocin to get things going. And... um. I think around eight, my doctor came in and like, I hadn't like not much had happened. He was like, let's try and break your water. And he couldn't Whoa. because my cervix was still like, just thick as a snicker, right? Thicker oh, than a snicker. oh, seriously. And, um, I remind did, me how far along you are again. 38. Okay. Yes. So, and I was like, okay, whatever. So he was like, let's get a little longer up the drip. We'll try again in a little bit. So yeah. I think another couple hours he came back and, um, broke my water probably like that afternoon sometime like around noon okay but it's just really slow really really slow well after probably around four that afternoon so it's been 12 hours I was like feeling things <laughs> okay feeling okay, things. okay okay I'm like mm. um and you don't have an epidural at this I point I did have an epidural okay Let me rewind sorry yeah. I forgot that he tried to break my water I think at eight and uh -huh. they couldn't uh -huh. right it was really tight and I was like ah and he was like, let's get you an epidural so we can help up you your relax. Pitocin, help yeah. you relax, then yeah. we'll break your water to speed gotcha. things along. Okay. So I don't know what time I got the epidural, probably within an hour or two of that. Mm -hmm. Then he let me go a little while, broke my water. So I want to say it was like around four. I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm feeling stuff. Like I'm feeling contractions, I think, or something. And you and hadn't really been feeling nothing, them up to this no, point. Nothing at okay. all. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect. I yeah. didn't do a birth class. Like I just showed <laughs> up like they'll take care of me. Right. This is the best. Right. Did your, do you remember, did your doctor's office offer any childbirth classes or anything like that? I feel like they maybe gave me a bag 
at like one of my first appointments that had a chiz ton of pamphlets and like information that I like maybe looked through, but was overwhelmed, but there was nothing like specific. Okay. And I will say I loved my provider. Okay. Um, so anyway, he, yeah, I was feeling things. So I like told the nurse, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like feeling stuff on my side, like this side, you know? And I, they were like, okay, like, let's move you. Let's try some things. Um, and I was still feeling them and still feeling them. And I was not like in crazy pain, but I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling them. Well, when you go in with the goal of an epidural, they take that seriously. Your goal is to be numb, right? Like they, I don't know. Like I just feel looking back, I was so like, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about birth. And I feel like that's pretty normal. Yeah. Oh, we just like don't know. And I'm like, I feel like we should like have to take a class or something. Like it's just, you'd think, yes. Like I wish that doctors did say like, Hey, we want you to take this class. And like, so that you knew what was happening because well, even some doctors offices will offer them if you ask or if you really look into it, but they don't like say you should do this. And I don't know if they just don't, I don't want to say don't care or if they're just like, maybe not because then you have too many opinions. <laughs> well, and also those classes that the the doctor's offices or the hospital might offer, they really aren't walking you through the same thing as like a natural childbirth class would. Totally. Even if you're not going to have naturally, those classes are s- just so much more in depth. You should know the stages of labor. Your options. And your like options. 100%. Yeah, totally. yeah. I didn't know what a doula was. I didn't know yeah. any of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just was like, show up. They'll take good care of me. Yeah. This is what they do every day. Right. Common. <sighs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, And that's okay. But now in like hindsight, I'm always like, take a birth class. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do anything else, yes, just take a birth class. <laughs> so anyway, I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling things. So we tried some things. They tried like upping my epidural, moving my epidural, nothing was happening and they were getting stronger, but I, I was definitely not like freaking out. Okay. Was fine. And I will, I do have like a high pain tolerance too. Okay. Anyway. So long story short, um, they were like, well, we'll just give you this to help you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, okay. This, this, I don't, okay. That was all. Okay. I know, okay. Okay. So the next thing I know though, I'm just high as a kite. <laughs> what? And it's like kind of comical, but also really kind of sad. Like in hindsight, like, I don't know how to fill up. Should I be emotional about this or should I be like, it's kind of funny. Cause like the walls were breathing. I mean, I was high. What did they give you? Fentanyl. Stop. Like fentanyl drip. I didn't even know what that was. Like they just, oh, you we'll get you that? some okay. stuff so that you're not feeling it. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that's the goal here. I don't want to feel right. this. Well, so and I wasn't like no pain, no pain. I just went in and wanted to, like, I was like, yes, epidural. So yeah, that was and then they said, they do. this will help you. And you said, all right. Okay. I had no idea. So, um, yeah, I don't know how long, like when that happened, but I just know I was so high. So <laughs> when it came to pushing we practice pushed for like an hour at nine, I think, PM. When, I, when I was like a 10. When yeah, okay. you're fully dilated, like it's yeah. time to push. So we practiced, right? Because you just don't know. Yeah. And then when we started pushing, um, I pushed for almost three hours. And um, I'm sure I'm leaving out lots of parts, but I was so high. Like I, 
I could not push. And that's such a long time. <sighs> so long. And I couldn't push. Like I was pushing so hard. Or you thought that you were anyway. Thought I was pushing <laughs> so hard. And everyone's like, push, 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 push. And like, breathe. Like hold. just, yeah. I, I just very remember lots of chaos, like lots of yelling, like push and telling me. And I just was like, the and walls high. are breathing. <laughs> I'm thirsty. I remember being so thirsty. And um, my mom was there and she was level 10 stressed worried <laughs> and I could just my husband is like the calmest person on the planet and he just seemed I don't know that worried is the word but like uncomfortable you know like I don't sure. know they don't know what's happening either so at one yeah, point he didn't do a childbirth class either, know by either. The way. <laughs> they are the ones I mean we both do but especially the husbands like I think that is so we know more about our bodies right a little a bit little more than bit, they do, and, yeah. But but like they have literally no clue what's going on. None. I mean, I had hard hardly a clue, and he had really no clue. Less, yeah. <laughs> like I think he he knew very little, yeah, about what was going to go on. So, um, at one point, a sweet nurse who had been just watching out in the hall. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was very many people that night, um, but I I remember seeing her come by a few times, okay. and she came in and was like, "Hey, can I just like." talk to her for a minute i don't know if she was like a head nurse i don't remember but this lady was an angel Do you remember her name i don't oh and before that like when i first got there that day i had an angel nurse they switched at 6 p.m and i had a nurse that was literally awful oh she was just rude like a travel nurse like i would ask her to check me and she's like no we'll check you in an hour and i'm like but like that's what your job is like mm. she was just not very nice and kind of didn't make the experience great okay so the sweet nurse comes in and was like, can I, like, everyone just stop for a minute. Can I just like talk with her? Okay. So there were, she was like, can you, she's asking me some questions. Can you feel your tailbone? Or like, can you know, like, can you tell where that is? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, can you just like push that tailbone into the table as hard as you can when you push? Because I was not pushing mm. correctly. Okay. Right. And one of the nurses, the nurse who wasn't very nice was like, if it gets past midnight, we're having a C-section. Sure. Mm-hmm. like if this baby's not out at midnight we're having, and I was like I don't know what else to say but like no we're not yeah <laughs> um I knew enough that there wasn't a reason for one so um anyway she was like kind of coached me through how to push instead of just yelling at me to push and after that he was born like 10 minutes later oh my gosh really he was five pounds like he was tiny like it, it wasn't for, it wasn't that he was stuck. It was, it was just that I, I was so high. I couldn't even hold my head up. My husband was holding my head. Oh, cherish. It was awful. Yeah. And, and like, I was so high. I don't even remember a lot. It's like very blurry. Okay. You know? Um, and of course my baby was quote unquote, what they would call sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> so a baby, what they would call, what would you call floppy? Yeah. I don't even know what other word for it. He was high. He was high. Yeah. But at the time I didn't realize, I just was like, oh my gosh, he's so floppy. I thought something was wrong with him. The NICU was in there um, because of his stuff before anyway, like his growth stuff. So it took him a while to like come, come to and get his APGAR score up. He was okay. He was able not, he didn't have to go to the NICU, but he was very floppy. There was unfortunately like, there was no immediate like bonding. Like I don't remember mm. that. I do remember when they put them on me, he was all wrapped in a blanket 
Mm. Um, and I wanted to do skin to skin. So my sister like came over and took off the blood pressure cuff to help me do it because they weren't doing it. That's and I was so like weird. trying to help me get my bra situated. Yeah. And the nurse like was like, what are you doing? And got kind of mad at her. And she just didn't really care. I was like, whatever, we're going to get this baby on her chest. Your sister's like, I'm taking over now. 100%. Because she did not like what was going down. Yeah. Um, that's, I just don't remember a lot other than that. It was not good. It yeah. was traumatic. I mean, and there are worse things. He was okay. I was okay. It was not good. Yeah. And then like talking to my husband after, he was like, that was horrible. Mm. Like that was awful to watch. I felt so helpless. Like you were so high. And we yeah. kept coming back to like that, that. It was like, what did they give you? We didn't know. So yeah. that's when we started like researching and looking into our hospital bills and asking questions. And that's when we found out what <laughs> it was. And I literally was like, what's fentanyl? Yeah. Just young. And he's like, honey, fentanyl is like a straight up narcotic, like the yeah. strongest you can get. Yeah. Anyway, so immediately after his birth, um, I was like, I'll never do that again. Mm -hmm. So to rewind a little, and this is something I should have known going into it, but again, like everybody gets epidurals, everybody has babies and they're mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. I do not numb well. And I never have my entire life. Like at the dentist, when they numb you, it doesn't work on me. What? Literally doesn't work. Your hair's not naturally I red, is it? No, because <laughs> I've heard that. No, like um, when I was like 12, I had um, a root canal without any enamel. <gasps> and my dentist was just like, if I was a journalist, I would write about you. Like, this is incredible. Because I was just like, yeah, just do it. So <sighs> it's always been like that. I don't get what shots when I get, because they don't work. Uh, they yeah. just wait up like, yeah. Anyway, they go away so fast. It's not even worth it. Yeah, we have to keep yeah. stopping, keep stopping. But that didn't cross my mind going into labor. Like an epidural is a whole different ball game. Huh. Hindsight, I think that that was really the issue. I just don't numb well. Whoa. So okay. it just wore off. But then yeah. after that, there was just no failed epidural. Never had heard that. Didn't even think that was like a thing. But apparently it's not too uncommon. Sure. Like now when I tell my story, people are like, oh my gosh, that happened to my sister. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, we should know that that's a possibility. I think a lot of people at least know someone that had a failed epidural if it didn't happen to themselves. Now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard that, but now I do hear that for yeah. sure. Yes. And especially when you're young and it's your first, it's like you don't have a bunch of mom friends that you've been no. talking about your birth experiences no with. I was like one of my first friends to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you, if you don't know that, you know, someone with a, that had a failed epidural or you don't know that they had one, like you definitely know someone that had a failed epidural. Even For if sure. You don't know that. Well, and I feel like, well, like my mom so had common. all C-sections. So like my oh. mom didn't know anything about like, it just, yeah. now I feel like too, with like social media, like people yeah. talk about birth, people share their stories. I don't feel like that was like a thing then as much. Seven years like, ago, like maybe less blogging? for sure. Less. Yeah. But yeah, I just had never heard. And like you said, I have mom friends, but now for sure, when I say that people are like, oh, that happened to my sister. Or like it's way more yeah, yeah, yeah. common than people think. <laughs> and so going into birth, just thinking I'm going to get an epidural and, and it's going to be fine is, is bold <laughs> to not go and prepared at all because there is a chance that yeah. it won't work. And then you'll either end up very unprepared for a natural birth, which can totally change your perspective on how it goes. Right. Oh yeah. Um, or high as a kite like me. So yeah. anyway, knowledge is power. And that is just like 
what I learned from that experience. Yeah. Like I didn't know anything and I wish I had known more going into it because when I was telling people, they were like, you know, you could have asked for a new nurse. Like, oh, they They're should like, have, no, they should have asked you, do you want us to give you fentanyl? Fentanyl is a narcotic. Like I've never done well with painkillers ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. Okay. Like they make me really sick. So that was another part of it. It made me really sick. It, it was just, anyway. So we knew immediately that was never happening again. And I was like, I'm doing it natural next time. I'm not even going to like risk that. I know I can do it. Like, I think it's really cool when sure. girls do it, you know, when you hear about it. Yeah. And my husband was like, okay, like super on board. That's really cool because that's not, not necessarily common. common. Yeah. Tell me a little blip about your postpartum recovery with your first. Awful. <laughs> and I feel like first baby recovery is always just really kicks your butt it's sure. your first time your body I really I tore really bad with him mm. um and it was just rough it okay. was rough I gotta say this because you tore really bad with a five pound baby 100% and some other people don't tear at all with a 10 pound baby and it has nothing to do with how big your baby is no I think it uh, or it has I should say it has very little to do with how big your I baby really is. think um, prep leading yeah. up to labor in labor and delivery. Yeah. Like there are so many things you can do in hindsight. Yeah. But it was a, I didn't have thankfully like really bad depression or anything, but like recovery itself, like my body physically, like, you know, the six week wait, mm -hmm. I don't know what can be said on here. So I'm just like tiptoeing, you know, the six, yeah. the six week wait, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about was a four month thing for us because oh, it, girl. I was obliterated. Like I yeah. absolutely nothing was happening uh, down there. <laughs> it was, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't even like want to think about having a baby for a long time after that yeah. because it was like traumatic to me. Yeah. Um, and again, at the time, no one, at least that I knew of, like no one talked about like, oh, you should go to like therapy for that. Or, you know what I mean? Like that's traumatic. There's some like yeah. birth trauma. Like I don't, I just don't think that was like as big of a thing. Seven years ago doesn't sound like a long time, but it was a totally different world back then. A hundred percent. Like I feel like birth and sharing and natural birth, 2020. Oh. That's when things oh, yeah. really shifted. Oh yeah. Right. And like oh, social media time. too. Like yeah. the last few years with social media. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, I think for the birth community, in my opinion, like that was a long time ago. There's a yeah. lot of things that have changed. And a, and a big part due to what all of the things that happened in 2020, where we weren't allowed to have people in the hospitals with us and stuff like that. So people said, um, I guess I'm not going to the hospital then. Like that was a huge, it was made a huge impact on, yeah. the, on birth. Yes. Yeah, so you're right. My second, I had her in 2019. And this <laughs> okay. is, you're so right about that shit. Like 2020, I think was a big shift for the birth community overall, in my mm -hmm. opinion, because when I had her, when I was pregnant with her, I was like, I'm doing it natural. Like from the day I got pregnant, I read all the books. I had a friend who was a doula. Um, Does she live in town? Yes. Shout her out. Sammy Atkinson. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fortitude birthing. Um, she's one of my best friends. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm being a doula. She told me like, oh, what a doula was. And I was yeah. like, you're mine. Yeah. Because I'm doing this 100%. And I just, I read every book I could. Um, I talked to anyone that I had ever, like, oh, they did it. Like my yeah. aunt. And I had some girls on Instagram that I knew had had natural. Like I went to anyone I could possibly to be like, hey, I want to do this. Like, do you have any advice? You know, yeah. I watched birth videos. I made my husband watch birth videos. <laughs> yeah. Like I was so into it. Yeah. And um, 
my doula was like, you need to take a birth class. So she recommended Trisha Barrett's birth class. Okay. Um, and you, we did that with my husband and it was literally incredible. I don't care if you've had one kid or five kids or zero kids, like take a birth class. Yeah. And if you're here, take that birth class. Yeah. That's and all. if you're not here, just by the way, she does do zoom. Yeah. Yes. Because it's like an do yourself a favor, class. but like <laughs> it was incredible to go with my husband and like for us to learn about it. And like, we were everything we're learning. We're just mind blown. Like, Oh my gosh, we didn't know that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like yeah, why yeah, did, yeah. why wish we had known that with our first, like just so many things. And I think too, like my husband is incredible and so supportive and hands-on, but I do think for like men to learn about birth on that level, like a love, a new respect. I think. Yeah. For them. Like they are like, oh my gosh. Like they, they just don't know. They don't. And they can see you go through a birth experience and for them to not know all of the stuff that, and it's actually specifically is all the stuff that Trisha teaches. Yes. Because it's, again, it's different than the class that your hospital offers or whatever. That's true. But for them to learn all these things, you're totally right. It gives them a different level of like, respect Like I feel like he you. was just like mind blown. Like, oh my gosh. Like, like and wanted amazing. to. I can't believe. Yes. Yeah. And like wanted to do anything and everything to like help, help you. Yes. In that next yeah. delivery. Yeah. So I did her class and I also, um, did take a hypnobirthing class, which did happen to be at the hospital. Okay. The nurse who taught it, she was a nurse. She was incredible because she like loved birth, natural birth. Yeah. And which is, I'm going to be, I mean, I'm not speaking for all nurses, but typically not the case. Yeah. Like, they're like, why are you doing this? We could yeah. give you an epidural and you won't be screaming. There, There's a few, but you're right. It's typically not the case. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm just speaking generally. If you're a nurse who loves natural birth, we love you. Yes, we love you. <laughs> so I did take a hypnobirthing class because I had heard about hypno and I just didn't know where to start. Yeah. And so I was, I chose to do our hospital here, which this is really cool. Not all hospitals offer this, but our hospital had just started a thing called the Simply Birth Suites. Yeah. So that's where you can deliver, in, excuse me, in the hospital, but it's more like made to feel like more like a homey room and they don't like have all the interventions and things in there. Mm -hmm. They have tubs. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. Like I would never not birth at the hospital because that's just, that's really crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> little too hippie. Yeah. That's in 2019. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I remember one of my friends being like, like people were like, you are having a baby without an epidural. Like, good luck. Mm -hmm. Or like, I could never, I would literally die. Like, yeah. liter no, I'm dead serious. I would die. That's what people would tell me. And one of my friends, we were talking about it. She's like, I just like, that's so cool. Like I, I could never, I would die. But she's like, but like, I think it's really cool. But if you did it at home, I would totally judge you. <laughs> so I was like, well, yeah, I would never do that. Like, I would never do that. I want to be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. This was my thoughts. And I totally get that. Yeah. Because that was me. Yeah. And I do believe if there were an emergency, that's the place to be. Yeah. So anyway, prep for the Simply Birth. You have to take a certain amount of like birth courses and have like, there's a whole list of things they make you do to have birth in that room. Yeah. To give birth, have birth, give birth. Um, because, um, they want most moms that just come in and are like, I'm going to do it natural in the hospital. There's a, probably a good chance they'll end up with an epidural. Yeah. Right. Because they aren't prepared or because they are like, are you sure you don't want an epidural? Right. 
either of those things, either not being prepared enough or also just the pressure. Yeah. Like, oh, come it. on. Just, it's going to be so much better with an The anesthesiologist right. saying, well, I'll see you later. It's like, <sighs> if I don't do it now, I'm going to get stuck in surgery and then you won't be able to get one. I've heard that from so many yeah. people. <laughs> so I'm just introducing myself just in case. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. like I'm getting an epidural. Like okay. it's more than likely going to happen. <laughs> I think the chances go up. So anyway, I did take that hypnobirthing class and I really loved it. And I had taken Trisha's, which is more of a Bradley method. Right. Bradley is where they help like your husband prepare as well. And I loved that, but I was like, Ooh, I kind of feel like I might like knowing me not want him like touching me and stuff. Okay. In that situation. Sure. I just knew that I would be like, Nope. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know? So I did the hypno class. Hypno was literally incredible. If you're, if you're planning to go natural, I do feel like I personally, like every mom should look into that and do a little bit of it because yeah. it teaches you to relax in a way that you, you can't otherwise. It gets your mind in a totally different like, <sighs> zone. Yeah. yeah. So I, I overly prepared mostly like class wise though. Like I read yeah. every book and anyway, got very into like the natural herbs and foods and all that. And it was so fun and I loved it. Um, so I had told my doula, I was just like, I just have a feeling my water is like going to break one night when I get up to go pee. <laughs> um, so one night on my due date, my son came in my room at like 1130 or something. How old was he? Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I had waited a little while. Yeah. From that first traumatic experience. <laughs> and it was my due date. And um, he came at like 1130 to my room. So I got up to take him back to his room. And like, I just heard this like, you know, like a water balloon breaking. Yeah. Literally what it sounded like. And then water like started trickling down my leg. <laughs> so like hobbled back to my room. I was like, um, I think my water just broke. <laughs> like drip, 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 drip. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, hung out at home for a little bit and called my doula. I think she came over around midnight and we were tracking them. I did notice that I, my water was like green when I went pee on the toilet. So I was like, okay, okay I think that there's some meconium. Something I would have never known if I didn't take a birth class. Right. Right. Um, so my doula was like, okay, well, as they got closer, she was like, I think because you have meconium, we should head in a little sooner. So I think we went in like around 1.30. No, it was probably more like 2.30 or 3. I don't know. But that day I had been checked by my doctor mm -hmm. and I was like a three. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when I went in that night and I'd been laboring for a couple hours, I was a three. So I was like, okay. But they made sure my water broke got me in the room and the labor up to this point had been just, you'd handled it totally just fine. fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing to me at this point. Um, even when we got to the hospital and they were watching my contractions to make sure that I was in labor, you know, they were like, are you sure you're feeling that? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, huh, yeah, but I was totally fine. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So then they tested my amniotic fluid Yeah. because they could see my contractions, but I was Totally fine. So I got back to the room and we hung out and labored all night. And I was just like this, like totally normal. Chilling. Chilling. Driving. Yeah. And they were there, but they weren't like rocking my world by any means, you know? Sure. So we walked and we swayed and we danced and we stretched and whatever to try and like get things going. And then at some point I slept um, and my doctor came in at about I don't know, six, maybe that morning. Okay. Hey, you know, and he said, I know what you're trying to do that you want to go naturally. 
Um, but because there is meconium, I like to, like, I don't like things to go too long because it's now been seven hours since your water yeah. broke and infection. Okay. So he was like, do you mind if I check you? And so he did. And I was like a four. And I was huh. like, really? And of course, like to them, they're like, you know, I, I'll let you go a little longer, but if it goes on too long, we're going to have to, you know, anyway. So he was like, Ugh. could I rebreak your water? And I was like, sure. Rewind a little bit. When we first got there, when they admitted me to my simply birth room, that room is supposed to be like no intervention. Right. But they asked me like five times, are you sure you don't want an IV just in case? Can we get you an IV? And I just, I did not want an IV. You can if you want one, but I didn't because they're really uncomfortable. And I knew I wanted to be in and out of the tub and you can't get it wet. Yeah. And so there were several times that they asked. And finally, my doula said, can it, can you go out so we can talk about it? And she looked at me, she's like, do you want an IV or not? And I'm like, no, but they keep asking me. And she was like, okay. So when the nurse came back in, she said, she doesn't want an IV. Please don't ask again. And I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Like <laughs> I'm in labor. I'm not thinking right. Most yeah. people aren't just going to be like, I already said no, stop asking. Maybe mm-hmm. some people would, but not me. Yeah. So anyway, get yourself a doula yeah. <laughs> because that was when I was like, that was worth every penny. Cause yeah. I just, that alone, like you stood up for me. You were my advocate, my voice, you know, the time has come for another one of Trisha Baird's biannual doula trainings. It is coming up on September 15th and 16th, so it is a two-day training, and she helps you get your certification to become a doula. Now, she's going to go over everything to help you learn what it takes to become DONA certified, as well as give you all the information that you would need to feel ready to take on clients as a doula. So if you're interested in becoming a doula, this training is incredible. Take my word for it. I've been to the trainings and I'm sure that anyone who has been to the trainings would say the same. But if you are interested in becoming a doula or even if you just want to know that much more about natural childbirth, I would highly, highly recommend this class. Now, Trisha can be reached. If you have any questions um, or you want a little bit more information on this, you can sign up on her website which is empoweredbirthwithtrisha.com or you can message her with any questions. Trish Baird on Instagram if you have any questions and you are interested in her doula training. So don't miss out. It is September 15th and 16th. Anyway, he wrote, rebroke my water, I think at like 630 Sure. And they got it all ready, like put a mat under me, like this is going to be like this massive gush of water. Nothing came out. What? Which I'd been like leaking and gushing all night. Every time the baby moved or I moved. Yeah. Nothing came out. And I was like, cool, cool, that did nothing. (laughs) And I was feeling a little bit like, because they told me like, you're only a four and you've been laboring all night Uh, and your water's been broken for eight hours, seven hours, whatever. I was like feeling like, oh no. You're stressed out. That immediately stressed me out. And when they left, she was like, don't let that get in your head. Don't worry about it. Because you can, we know, you can go from a four to a 10 in such a short amount of time. Yeah. But when they tell you that. You're only a four. You've only progressed like a centimeter or half a centimeter. And your water's been broken for eight hours. Like there's risk. You baby has, yeah. And so I was like immediately 
stressed and she was yeah. like talking me down like don't don't go there like it's okay yeah. there's still plenty of time we have time yeah um so i was like okay so he left and within like i think five or ten minutes he came and stuck his head back in and was like hey i'm gonna go back to my office but you know i'll be back to check on you a couple hours and i was literally like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um contractions were like they just came in hot all of a sudden so when he poked his head in the room, he was like, so things have changed in here. And I was like, you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that was like 630. I got back in the bath. And. I don't even know how to explain it. Like. I was a wild like I was like all over the bath, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Just like I trying to be comfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking at one point I was like holding on to the side of the bath. Like if I break this down, I can just like walk out of here and this can all be over with. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and then I remember thinking, OK, if I'm having that thought. I this must be close. Yeah. Right. Because I remember learning about that in my class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need an epidural. I can't I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And my doula was like, OK do you remember like why you wanted to do this? Like, let's talk about it. Cause if you want an epidural, you can, but let's talk about why. Mm-hmm. Well, Trish was coming too. Oh, she was on her way. She was also coming. Okay. And she was like, she would talk to me. And then in, in between contractions, I'd be like, okay, no, I don't really want it. I'm just, yeah. But then I'd have a contraction. No, I really do want it. Like yeah. really. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we're going to have to transfer you out of this room. Cause you can't have one in those rooms. Mm-hmm. She's like, can we just wait till, can you hold off till Trish gets here? And then we can. And I'm like, yeah, well, she knew. Like yeah. she knew this baby's coming. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Because he had just checked me. And he told you you were literally only a four. Like 20 minutes ago and I was a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're only a four. And um, I remember her looking at my husband and kind of being like, like this, but I was like, <laughs> no. So the nurse came in and was like, well, let's check you in the tub. So she checked me and she was like, yeah, you're a nine. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no I'm not I was just a four yeah and my doula just like kind of grinned because again even though I had taken those classes you still just like it's different you don't know and you're That's in why your you prefrontal have a cortex yeah. and you're not thinking straight yeah so that's why you. Ha- that's, that's why, why you, you have need a doula. Your you guys husband to know. That's why you need a doula because those other people can stay logical when you, you are in the middle of doing oh, something hard literally every mom I don't care if you're a c-section mom I don't care if you're an epidural mom you need a doula yeah I can't like say that enough yeah I and I rem- like even in that moment my husband had done the class and he was like I wanted her like he said I was trying to help and talk to you but I looked right through him and would want her mm. like for counter pressure or to tell me yeah. like you got this you're doing okay like yeah I remember like doing the low like birthy groans like <laughs> yeah you know? and she was like doing them with me oh like i yeah. just yeah anyway so they made me get out of the bath because no. you can't push in the bath you can't have a baby in, in the bath the at hospital. the hospital unless it just happens which i should have been like it's just happening but i didn't know that so i got out got on the bed pushed for like 10 minutes and she was born okay yeah and <laughs> Compared it, it was, to three hours oh from gosh, yes. It was a whirlwind. Like yeah. those last 30 minutes were very like quick, intense, but like also it was over so fast. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was like, I guess you could say quote unquote unbearable, it was done. Thank you. Yeah. Like that's the thing. 30 minutes. 
of hard to me. Yeah. And she was done. It was out. Yeah. Like it was out. I screamed like a banshee when she came <laughs> out. Um, and my doctor kind of like teased me about it, but I, it was like, did you have the same doctor? No, oh, okay. this was a different doctor. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm dying to know if you tore. I did tear. Okay. Yes. But not near as bad, like okay. not near as bad. Um, yeah. Like I wish I could explain the, like, I mean, not that birth isn't euphoric anyway, but the pure euphoria, like, because I did not feel that with my first. Yeah. And I didn't know that like epidurals block that. Yeah. And especially fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I truly felt like I was floating, but like in the best way. Yeah. Not like on my first one. Like I was yeah. floating off that bed with that baby on me, like literally heaven. I think birth provides some of that no matter what. No but matter you're what. totally right. It does block some of it, different. right? No, like birth is euphoric and beautiful and I hope every mom feels that. But like the level of those hormones kicking in is just so strong when you don't have other things blocking it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was just amazing. And I was like, immediately felt relief. Mm -hmm. Like I felt so good after. Yeah. Which I didn't feel that way with my first. Right. And so after he left and whatever, and he came back, I don't know, like a couple hours later to check in on me. Mm-hmm. He was like, how are you? And I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. I mean, like, I think like 20 or 30 minutes after she was born, I got up and went to the bathroom yeah. and like changed and rinsed off. And he came back in and he was like, how are you? And I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. And yeah. he said, he was like, honestly, that's the benefit. Like going natural is that it's not... The benefit is not necessarily during delivery, but after to him. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, hundred percent though. Like just, I felt so much better. Yeah. Um, and I, I do believe a lot of that is like when you can feel what you're doing, you can like, well, this is, it is, you can control like the tearing and yeah. the like how hard you're pushing with my first, I had broken blood vessels in my eyes. Oh, my cheeks my were bruised from just straining and pushing so hard instead of just like letting my body do it. Mm -hmm. That was something on my birth plan with the second one. I don't want anyone to tell me to push. <laughs> we're not practicing because I don't need to practice. My body will do it for me. Uh -huh. With my first, I was literally like pushing out a baby that didn't need to be pushed out. Yeah. Because he would have just come out. Right. Yeah. A five pounder too. Right. I mean, like you do have to like, you have to help. use your, help your body, but like, not like that. Yeah. And yeah, she just like came out and it was, it was incredible. So there's a huge difference between letting gravity and nature do most of the work. And then you sort of just help between that and like forcing a baby who's maybe not totally engaged yet. Just like trying to just, just cause you're a 10 does not mean that baby's ready. Like right. that baby will just start to come out when they're ready. Like yeah. You will. I had never heard of, is it fur fetal, fetal ejection, ejection reflex. reflex? Yeah. Never heard that with my first. Yeah. My second is like that baby will come out. Yeah. <laughs> it will. Yeah. It, your body will naturally start to push and that's when you yeah. help it. Not because you're a 10. Right. Like at the hospital, it's like year 10, we're going to start pushing. Uh -huh. They are not ready. Anyway, it was just such an opposite experience and so empowering. And like right after my husband looked at me and he was just like, babe, that was so badass. Like, 
And he was like teary and smiley and it was so different from my first. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if my husband told me that, like, this is so the best. Yeah, (laughs) it totally is. My husband thinks I'm so cool. It was amazing. It was amazing. Trish walked in like as I was pushing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was there too. And it was just complete opposite. Yeah. So that was fabulous. So I'd had an epidural, failed epidural birth, and then a natural birth in the hospital. And let's hear about this second postpartum. Um, significantly better. Okay. Like significantly better recovery. I didn't tear as bad. I feel like the fact that I was able to get up and start moving around right after. I mean, you hear now, right? Like they used to, when people have surgeries, they'd like keep you flat for a few days. And mm-hmm. now they like want you up and moving as much as possible. And I just think because it helps with recovery, like it get totally your blood does. moving. And yeah. I believe that too with having a baby yeah at least naturally right yeah um I was up and moving so quickly like recovery was better just everything was better everything was better so I was so sold on natural birth yeah (laughs) at that point like it was incredible and also like even just leading up to going into delivery I had prepped myself so good like I felt so prepared I had no fears when people would be like, oh my gosh, you're 40 weeks. I'm so sorry. I was like, don't say that. No, no, no. Like I'm like, so good. Yeah. Like I'm so good here. Uh-huh. Of course I'm ready to be done. But m- my mind was so prepared and so like I on the prize, I was fine. Uh-huh. You're like I'm ready to go two more weeks if I have to. If I have to, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got this. I'm fine. Yeah. So it was amazing. Yeah. Um. So then I don't really know like what changed so to my third one so I just had her in May the end of May and before I got pregnant with her I remember kind of just like having this thought a couple times like I want to do a home birth really which with my second I was like I would never like that's for weirdos that's totally for like that's (laughs) way too hippy dippy yeah that's too far yeah and just like I would want to be in the right place like that that whole thing yeah you had said if there was an emergency the hospital's the place to be so what changed you? I really truly think it was 2020 and seeing all of the people doing it at home and like so many more birth accounts and so many more doulas and midwives on social media and like watching videos. And like, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. And just like magical to be in your own home. Yeah. And like, this sounds really dumb. I'm like a very clean person. And just every part of me was like, my house is the cleanest place. Like not the hospital. We think it is, but it's not. It's where sick people go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every party was like, I just want to be in my own house. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's also say your house may be clean. Yes, that's true. But also you have your own microbiome there. It's just your, yes. It's like your, it's your family's germs and right. your... Stuff. Like yeah, I just felt like, like it's my, st- I just want to be home. Yeah. Like at the hospital, I'm like, I don't want to shower. I just want to like go home and shower and get in my own bed. Mm-hmm. Like when we were at the hospital, both of mine, I left as soon as I could. Yeah. With my You're first, like, we left at 10 o'clock at home. night the next night. Cause they make you stay for so long. Uh-huh. And I just want to be home instead of staying. And I know a lot of people like, like staying cause they like bring you meals, but I'm just like, get me out of here. I want to be in my bed, in my shower, my toilet. Yeah. Like, like I'll make things. somebody else bring me meals. Yes. I just want to be home. I just want to be home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but truly I think the shift was like seeing it on social media, like so many people doing it and sharing their experiences and it was just cool. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, I already, I mean, 
I know I can do it. The weirdness faded, faded a little because bit it was because more, it was more common. Right. And okay. people were talking about it and sharing it. And yeah. I think that, yeah. But I was like, my husband, will, I didn't think my husband would go for it. So I mentioned my doula. She's one of my best friends. And I wasn't even pregnant yet. Yeah. But I'd been thinking about it. And she texted me one day and was like, hey, I want to like... I want to say something to you and I don't want you to feel like pressure, but I just like have this feeling I should say it to you. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I really think you should consider home birth with your next. And ah, chills because I had been thinking about what? it. Yes. And I wasn't like pregnant. Like I think we'd been trying. Sure. But like, ah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, fine. I was like, I think you're right. <laughs> um, so I like kind of told my husband, I was like, I've just been like really thinking about this. And then I was like, it's really weird. Cause then, Sammy texted me and was like, you should like consider it. like as a friend. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I know your husband is, <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. I know because almost every person I tell, they're like, I would love to, but my husband would never. I hate that. I'm like, okay, I get it. Cause your husbands don't know and they want the, you to be safe and like the best for you. Right. Yeah. But like, also it is your birth and your like, birth is so transformative like yeah it should be where you're like just the most comfortable and feel safest and to be honest I feel safest at home yeah you know like I had this like notion that like the hospital is the safest place and it's like I don't want to say that it's not because in certain circumstances it is but I also through the last few experiences and all of my studying and all my research has come to believe like sometimes I think that they create some of the issues that arise yeah absolutely right it, and I feel that's bold saying and I don't want to like it it is bold but it's interventions honestly, it's true it's called the cascade of interventions when you start something a lot of stuff can follow yeah that may not have happened otherwise exactly and so, I felt like I saw that yeah you know so if you're a low-risk mama it may be more safe for you to be at the hospital just because or sorry at home because you're not gonna have the pressure you're not gonna have just yeah I I felt like that like I felt like with my first I don't think it was a bad decision to induce me because he wasn't doing well it was a different situation it was but like now learning what I learned I'm like wow induction's kind of kind of wild because like if they're not ready you know if we did that to animals I think people would have a real big issue yeah. So one of the books that I read was the Mongan method, which is the hypnobirthing. Okay. Um, it's by Maria F. Mongan. It was what, who I read with my second and I did the audio version of it and I just, it was amazing. But she mostly just talks about how she was fascinated with birth. Like as a kid, she like had a cat that she watched and <laughs> how it was like so normal. Yeah. And like, if and- we did those things to animals, like, oh, this cat looks miserable. Let's just induce it. Like, We wouldn't do that. I mean, occasionally, right? In an emergency situation. But not just like, should we have a baby tomorrow? Because you're just miserable. Let's do it. And I I get that too. Because you just get so done. Like you're just like, get this baby out of me. But you said it earlier. You said your mental situation, your mental state was totally different when you were prepared. Like knowledge, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. I can't like say it enough because when I knew all the things and I knew what my body was doing and I felt comfortable and I felt like I was in good hands, like it's okay because I'm being monitored and if things need to change, they can. You know what the difference is too between humans and animals is that we have this, um, our minds get in the way. 
100%. A pregnant animal is not, their mind isn't going to be like, oh, get this baby out of me. I'm no. so sick of being pregnant. They're, they're just pregnant. They just but are. Like they don't go to their doctor and be like, take these seven goats out of me. <laughs> right. They're, I'm sure they're not comfortable. No, but, like, but they just come when they come. They just are. They just are pregnant. It's just so natural. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, and, and that book was incredible because she just like hounds that in. Like it's just so natural. And of course, like we're different. Like we have medical issues that, and we have diet things and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So I think that's really what sparked the home birth thing. But I still yeah. was going to my normal doctor okay. because I was like, but what if? Sure. Through most of my third pregnancy. Okay. Okay. But I was like, but I also want to go home. But like, but what if? Yeah. Well, I'll just do both just in case. Okay. <laughs> anyway so I did do that for a while and then my doula was like are you doing it at home or not like do you trust this or not you know I'm yeah. like well just in case and she was like so sweet but like also like you have to commit mm -hmm. or you're gonna find a problem mm -hmm. they're gonna find a problem or you're gonna worry yourself too much about it so um I was like okay you're right so I switched to the midwife, um, I think around 30 weeks, like officially. Oh, okay. I know. So I had like met with her, but I was still like, oh, like yeah. just, you know. Yeah. In hindsight, I'm like, that was so silly. Because if I did it again, I would, wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah. Um, and I felt so, like it was so different. Like just the first appointment with a midwife was so different. My last appointment with my doctor, who is incredible, but like, I would sit in that room and wait 45 minutes for him to pop in, say, how are you feeling? Listen to a heartbeat and walk out. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. have any questions? And my midwife, like it was this appointment where it was just us. And she was like, bring your husband and bring your kids. Like, I want to get to know you. And like asked so many things. And Who's what worries midwife? do you have? Cindy. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love her. Yeah. And I just love too. Like she was just like a no crap. Yeah. Like we don't mess around. Yeah. This is what's happening. If this isn't working, then yeah, I won't take you. But like if this, this, and this is in place, then we're doing this, you yeah. know? Yeah. And for me, I love that. Yeah. So, so it was just so much more personal. And even at one point in those few weeks, I um, was feeling stressed because I, my baby was breech okay. around 32 weeks or something. And um, my doctor, I had an appointment still that I hadn't canceled and I was like, I'm just going to go because I think she's breached. I could feel it. And mm -hmm. I went and he was like, yeah, she is. So then I was like, oh, no. And he's like, we'll come back at 36. And if she's still breached, then we'll discuss a C-section. And my midwife was like, it's fine. Just wait. It's going to be fine. Like, you don't need to do she's too gonna much. Hurt. It's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. And if she's breached, I won't do it. In they, they wouldn't do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So... Did you do anything to try to help her turn like spinning babies or anything? Yeah. Like so that? like my doula gave me some stuff and I did do like spinning babies and I would like float in my pool and I did um, like sideline release and yeah. inversions and things. Yeah. But even my midwife was kind of like, it's okay. Like you don't need to do all that. But if you want to, that's fine. That was kind of her take on it. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, well, I want to do all the things that make me feel better. I went to a chiropractor yeah. and you know, but she was kind of like. It's going to be fine. You don't have to stress too much. Like that you're stressing so much doing all those things and you shouldn't mm. be stressing because stress can cause breech babies. Yeah. And say so, that again, please. Literally. I didn't know that. Stress can cause breech babies. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. She was like, I think the less you do and the more you don't think about it, that baby will flip. But if you're like, I have to do my inversions and I have to flow and I have to do this, you're stressing. Yeah. That was kind of her approach. So I took a little bit of both. Like sometimes I was like, you know what? I don't need to do it today. But if I was like, I feel like I need to, I will. Yeah. Let's just do it. But like, cause I do think those chill. things help. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She was like very much go to the chiropractor, but like, don't do too much. Like it's okay. Yeah. So of course she flipped. Um, and all was well. Um, yeah. It was, it, anyway, it was just such a three, like the experience with switching to a midwife immediately, like the first appointment was so different. And I remember telling her that I was a little, I was feeling anxious, not necessarily about home birth, just like I woke up feeling anxious one day and I told her that at my appointment. Mm -hmm. And, and when we were leaving, she was like, come here. And after my husband went out of the room, she was like, if you're feeling anxious, will you just call me? And I was like, yeah, I was fine. I'm just, I don't know. I think I just, it's coming. And she was like, no, just like I'd rather you just call me and let's just talk about it than feel that way oh yeah and I was just like this is amazing <laughs> okay yeah yeah let's and just she's resolve like, it you don't have to just walk around don't think anxious. about it don't feel anxious like just call me and let's talk and I was like but I didn't know it was making me anxious it doesn't matter just call me okay so love yes love midwives are angels Some on earth angels on earth literally oh the for thing real. to me like I don't think that OBs don't love birth but I think midwives just have this like different perspective it's like a calling it's a calling that's such a good way to put it yeah and while I think OBs are incredible and um yeah. like they chose to do that and stuff a midwife is just like yeah a calling it's yeah just different <laughs> it is if you don't know you don't know you don't. but like it's true it's, it's so true <laughs> yeah and and I think they just view birth so differently yeah um <clears throat> And they're just so like empowering. So with my third, I was planning my home birth. Um, I had decided I didn't want my kids there because I have little kids. And I was just like, I think it might freak them out a little. Sure. You know, um, <clears throat> but I went overdue, quote unquote. Right. Okay. I had been, been given three due dates by my doctor's office. It was like the 23rd, the 25th, the 26th. Oh. <laughs> it like kept changing, you know, which also stressed me out. Yeah. And the midwife was like, sometime, <laughs> sometime in May or June. That's when she's coming. Yeah. Sometime in May or June. Yeah. Um, that's the truth. Yeah. Okay. And so I was five days overdue from my like due date that the doctor's office had given me. Um, and I won't lie. I was getting really kind of down not that I didn't trust my body I just was feeling kind of kind of depressed sure and just like get this child out of me yeah yeah over being pregnant right and I asked her I'm just like like what do we do if I go like another week like what do you do in that situation because mm -hmm. like my doctor would be like no you know right 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 and she's like oh there's just so many things we can do like if if I'm feeling like you're not progressing there's some things we can do or if we need to break your water, we will, but we'll do it at home. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was like, oh, okay. That makes me feel good. I thought you would just be like, no, this baby comes or it doesn't. And then you go to the hospital. Yeah. I thought if I didn't go into labor and it, we went too far over, then she'd be like, you have go to go to the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. And she's no. like, oh, no, no, no. Like we'll still do whatever we need to do. Yeah. So that was really like gave me a lot of peace of mind because I was like, okay, well then if we need to break my water, we can, mm -hmm. you know? And she was like, well, if you're getting really like your cervix is thinning and all that. And you want me to, I will, but I always prefer to like, let your body do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, which I love, she's still, she told you her preference, but she still put you in the driver's seat. 
yes, without like, if any you want pressure. me to break your water, I will, but I'm gonna come do it at home after hours. Yeah. But remember why you're doing this. Like trust your body. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um I had been having like prodromal labor. Mm. You know, I like having contractions, but very inconsistent. Inconsistent. Neither here nor there. Like whatever. All day Friday. Um Saturday woke up and I was like, okay, these are a little more consistent and a little bit like I can have to breathe through them, but we were like keeping busy. And by like Saturday night, we put my kids to bed and I was like, okay, I'm having a baby tonight. I could tell. And so my husband went to bed and I couldn't sleep. I was like, I can't sleep. I kept waking up to contractions and they give me like this folder that was like, here's what to do. You know? So it was like, if you haven't, if you can't sleep for more than two hours, please call us. So I called her at like one I'm like, Hey, I can't sleep, but I'm like, I'm definitely not about to have a baby. Yeah. Like, I just know that. She's like, well, because my last birth went really quick once my water broke, she's like, I'm just going to send over my assistant who lived really close to me to ch- kind of like see things, yeah. how things are going. So she did. My doula came over. We just like, <sighs> we were on my bed watching Impractical Jokers. <laughs> That's like my favorite show. Yeah. And my doula looked at the assistant because we were just like busting up. I'm like in between contractions. And she was like, I love home birth. And I was right. Like, this is hanging out in my bed, hanging out with my husband, watching my favorite show. So my contractions were there really inconsistent still. Well, my midwife showed up and I was like, why are you here? And she's like, I just figured I'd come and see what's going on. Um, so she watched me for a little bit and she was like, do you want me to check you? So we kind of know where you're at. That was another thing I love. They don't just be like, we're going to check you. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to be checked or not? Because that really can slow things down or like, you know, and when she got there, my contractions slowed and I was like, well, of course they slow when you show up. She's like, oh, that's totally normal. Like mm-hmm. change of energy. Again, it's just those things you don't know. Yeah. At the hospital, they'd be like, oh, you slowed down. You slowed down. A midwife's like, yeah. Yeah. This is Not really normal. Totally it, this normal. could go on for a couple hours. Yeah. So she did check me and I was only a three I was a three <laughs> I hate to say only and but I was still not like thinned out at all so she okay. was like if you're okay I think that we should all go home and go to bed because it could be a long night mm-hmm. and I think the best thing you can do is sleep and mm-hmm. I'm like you can't sleep but okay so they left and she's like sleep turn off your tv and try and sleep so I would sleep and, and I'd have a contraction still totally like bearable but they were there and my husband would like pop up and do counter pressure Aww. and then we'd like go back to sleep so by like six in the morning I think they left around 3 30 and I felt really dumb like I felt dumb for having had them for calling come. for having them come oh. on the back on the flip side my husband was very nervous that like I just have a baby with that with him there <laughs> and he would have handled it great but he was like please don't do that to me yeah like, I don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. if I don't have to so he was like, yeah, I think you should call when I was like, you know, and she was like, don't feel dumb. Like, I'm so glad you called. Like, this is good. Yeah. So now we know it's coming. But I really kind of felt like embarrassed that I called and made everyone come in the middle of the night. And she was just like, this is our job. Yeah, it's OK. Um, Versus my OB who was like, are you sure you don't want to schedule it so I don't have to come in at night? Like, don't go into labor <laughs> at night. <laughs> you know, right. Kind of joking, but also like not. It's like. It's a, a joke, but it's like not a funny joke. No. <laughs> yeah. So around 6 a.m. I was like shaking through my contractions, like, ooh, you know, so I was like, okay, it's go time. So my husband took my kids to my mom's and he needed to go do something at work. Like he had to do it. So my doula came over cause he's like, I'm not leaving you alone. My doula came over and we just hung out, did some rebozo, whatever. And when he got back, she was like, okay, 
if you're okay, I'm going to leave. She lives like seven minutes from me for a little bit. I want you to call me when like, maybe you're not talking in between contractions anymore. And also call the midwife when that happens. Yeah. But I can come back anytime if you need. Okay. She's like, before I leave though, do you mind if I put some clary sage on your feet? And I'm like, sure. I had heard, like someone was like, you should try clary sage a couple weeks before that. An essential oil. Yes. An essential oil. And my friend was like, oh, you should try that. That will literally like put you into labor. And I was like, nah. And she was like, no, like I took one in immediate contractions. No, whatever. So she rubbed them on my feet. And again, at this point I was like totally talking normal, whatever. And she left. And before she even got home, my husband called her and was like, come Come back. back. She's humming. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess with my last labor, I had done that kind of like, instead of talking in between contractions, I was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." yeah, yeah. So they come back. So she's like, okay. So she came back. By the time she got there, I got in my bath. Um, I just used my bath. I have like an amazing bathtub. And yeah. so I was like, I'm just going to use my bath. And I got in my bath. For, for me, were you comfortable enough in there? Like, did you lay down towels or anything for like cushioning? I did have a pillow that I bought for behind my neck. But like, I I was fine. Okay. But I remember thinking that I actually even asked my doula, I'm like, do you think I'm going to be uncomfortable? Cause it's like hard. Yeah. You know? And she was like, I think you're okay. okay. But I did think about like, if I needed towels to kneel on or something, Yeah. but I did buy a towel that I had like for my neck and stuff. Okay. So anyway, but otherwise totally comfortable. Uh, totally fine. Okay. Yeah. So got in the tub, um, put on my headphones with my hypno birthing, my rainbow mm-hmm. relaxation and closed my eyes and was just like in the zone and I like kind of opened my eyes at one point and like my whole birth team was there and I had no idea (laughs) my midwife her assistant she had an apprentice that she asked if she could come Mm -hmm. she was there my photographer my doula so there's like seven of us in my bathroom amazing and I was just like oh whatever like back in the zone Uh so I think I labored for like two hours with my headphones on not like nobody bothered me no one Mm -hmm. said anything um and then she checked on me and was like, how are things going? And I was like, I'm feeling frustrated because I'm like really laboring hard. Like those were mm-hmm. really tough contractions, but I didn't feel like they, they weren't plateauing, but they weren't progressing either. Okay. Like I just felt like we we're just doing the same thing for two hours. And she's like, okay, um, have you been peeing? So this is like around 1230, I think. In the afternoon. Yeah. So okay. I think I got in the tub around 10 or 1030. Okay. Okay. So that's when things picked up. Yeah. 1230. Cause they let me be in there for like two hours without bothering me at all. Yeah. No one said anything. I mean, my doula was like pouring water on me and I remember my husband like playing with my hair, but like, that's it. Yeah. Which was incredible. I think they would check her heart, heart every once in a while, but no one bothered me. What I hate to say they bothered, but at the hospital, they just bother you. They're just constantly doing things yeah. and touching and beeping. And anyway, um, and I was like, I, I think I peed before you got here. And she was like, oh, girl, you need to be peeing. Like, yeah. you got to be peeing. Okay. And I yeah. was like, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So she left Let's again. Let's just say really quick, your bladder can get in the way um, because it, it's when it's full, it can literally like prevent your baby from moving down. Just in case anybody doesn't know that, because that's something you'd learn in a birth class. Yes. So, so. So that nobody's surprised by what's about to happen. Don't do this. Yes. Don't (laughs) do that. need to be peeing. Yes. Be peeing. That's why when you get an epidural, you have to have a catheter. They give you a catheter. Because you need your bladder to be empty. 
Yeah. So that there's room for right. your baby to move. And down. otherwise you would just like pee all over. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's like, Oh, you need to be pink. And she's like, do you want to go pee in the toilet or do you? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not getting out of this tub. Like don't move. me, Right. <laughs> okay. And she's like, okay. So she left and no one else was in there. It was me and my husband, my doula and the photographer, uh-huh. the birth team had like gone out in my living room or something. And which I thought again was amazing. Like just letting you do your thing and checking in and out, you know, mm-hmm. coming in and out and checking on me. Um, so I was trying to pee and I'm like, I, I can't pee. Like I can't pee. And so she came in and was like, did you pee? And I was like, I can't pee. Uh, rewind a little before she asked me if I had peed. My stomach was the weirdest shape. What? It like was what? like square. I'll show you pictures. It was really weird. Okay. We'll put them yes. on Instagram if you're okay and with that. Totally. <laughs> and um, the baby was freaking out. Huh? Like, you know, you see towards the end of your pregnancy, your belly flips and the baby moves a lot. And it, yeah. It was like that, but like on steroids. And I remember my photographer, who's also a doula, Shally Allred, she's incredible. Uh-huh. She was like, look at her stomach. And they were like touching it. Like what is going on? That baby is wigging out. And we were kind of like giggling about it. <laughs> but I didn't know that like um, in my bedroom, the birth team was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. why is her stomach a weird shape? Why is, and they were thinking she was like in a weird position. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know any of that, which I also appreciate so much. Like, cause they didn't worry you. They never it. said like, we think she's in a weird position. Like she was like, let's, let's go pee, you know, let's move around. Now they would have said to you, if they figured there was an issue, they would have like totally told but you at that, that point, there was an issue, just but like, there's not an we issue. need to go pee. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. So we tried to pee. I couldn't, she came back and I'm like, I can't pee. She's like, okay. Um, I really would recommend trying the toilet. Um, She's like, that's really good for dilation. And that's the most natural position for you to pee in. Like, that's how you pee. Your body just knows. And I was like, no. And she was like, okay. So she let me go a few minutes longer. And I was like, she came back in. I was like, okay, I think I should try on the toilet because I can't. Yeah. Okay. So put me on the toilet and I was in a lot of pain. Like the contractions were really hard and I needed to pee so bad, so bad. Um, And the assistant was helping me like pressure, counter pressure. And I was just like. I've never felt anything like it. Um, I couldn't pee. Huh. And so she was like, do you want to try the shower? And I love the shower. I had already told, I wanted to birth in the tub for the benefits of birthing in the tub. Yeah. But I had told my midwife, like I am a shower hoe. I love the shower. <laughs> Me so too. don't be surprised if I have my baby in the shower, but I really would love you to be like, let's try and move to the tub if you can. But I knew like, I love my shower. Yeah. So um, sh- she said, do you want to try your shower? Like that's also where people pee. The water hits them, yeah. you know, so make sure. So I was in the shower just like pacing and I couldn't pee. They had me oh, smelling no. like oils and I was, just, I couldn't pee and I was in so much pain. And, um, what was the pain contractions or your bladder? Both. Or, okay. Like, you know, when you've held your pee for like an eight hour car ride and you're in so much pain, you try to pee and you like can't. Yeah. That, but like on steroids. And then I was also having really strong contractions. Okay. So it was like, truly, I've never been so uncomfortable in my life. Um, and that went on for about an hour and she came in and was just kind of watching me and was like, I could just tell she like felt bad. And I looked at her and I was like, do you have a catheter? And she was like, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I did not want to have to tell you, but like, I think your bladder's in the way. <laughs> so it's so funny that you said that. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, let's cath me. Like it didn't I even- actually didn't know that midwives do that. 
I don't know if every midwife does, but she's a certified nurse midwife. Right. Okay. Which means that she's a nurse and I believe she's like a nurse practitioner. Yeah. So she has them. I don't know if every midwife would. Good. Okay. Good point. I don't know. That's a good question. But wow. Yeah. And she said, I just told your husband, like, I have a catheter I can wave in front of her, but I don't think she's going to want it. And I was like, oh, like, you're like, just me fix this now. So it got me on my bed, (laughs) cast me not comfortable. But also the most uncomfortable part about it was like that I was couldn't be in the positions I wanted to. That you were having to lay on your back to right. get it in. To get it in. But once they got that in, it was like sweet, sweet, really. Like they drained 800 ml and the <laughs> the um, nurse apprentice, midwife apprentice that was there is also a labor and delivery nurse. And she's like, we have people at 200. Like she was like, girl. Dude. Yeah, like they were like, and I had been bragging in my early labor, like I have a bladder of steel. Well, <laughs> it was in the way. And that's why the baby was like in a weird shape and freaking, freaking out because she was like trying to come out and she couldn't. She's like, mom. Yes. <laughs> and my midwife was like, I'm just going to say this right now. This is very uncommon. Huh? Like this is not common because they calf people and we usually make sure you're peeing. Um, But yeah. So Do you think it's because you waited too long to pee? I so think then- I waited too long, but it's like, okay. it wasn't their fault or mine. Like I was just no, in the zone yeah. and I didn't even think about it. And I, I'm going to be totally honest. I like have a bladder still. I don't pee very often anyway. Mm. So it wasn't like on my mind. Cause even my doula, I remember her telling me like, make sure you're peeing that morning. Yeah. Just didn't. It just didn't. No. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. So they drained my bladder that like took five or 10 minutes of just like, Draining, 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 but it was like immediate relief. My stomach went back to a normal shape and then like literally immediately transition. Like I went from really hard active labor to like full blown transition. And I, I knew immediately what was going on versus my last labor where like, I didn't quite know what was happening. Yeah. You know, like I was like in the tub, like crazy, like, oh my gosh, give me an epidural. Like, no, this time I was like, oh. I know what's happening. Yeah. And I wanted to get back in the tub and they were like, okay, would you mind trying to do a couple contractions over the ball? Like you've been in the same position a while. This is good to get you. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll do three. So after the third one, I was like, okay, that was three. I remember my birth team laughing because I think at that point in labor, most of the time you're not like, I don't want to say coherent, but really coherent to be like, that was three contractions. Right. <laughs> like they were like, okay. I was like, get me back in the tub. So yeah. they got me in the tub and I labored in there. For probably like another 30 minutes or so, um, like hard contractions. And I remember like getting to the point where I was saying like, no, 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 no. Like as they would come on. And my midwife was like, I need you to just embrace those contractions. Yeah. Don't push against them. Stop fighting them because that is what's getting that baby here. Yeah. And at that point in my mind, I was so tired. Yeah. So tired. Um, and exhaustion is a big enemy. Yeah. Oh, in natural yeah. labor. Like you get too tired, you know, that can turn into like needing so, help from the hospital. Right. Yeah. Um, so she was like, stop fighting them. Just let them, let them come like ride those waves, like really encouraging me. That's what's going to get that baby here. I was okay. Um, and then I started just naturally pushing. Like I remember having a contraction and then it turned into like, Argh. yeah. And she was like, Ooh, that sounds not forced. That sounds like, that sounds like a baby's trying to come. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was pushing, like it, it just did it on its own. Mm-hmm. Like there was no one telling me to do it. There was no one saying, hold your breath. Um, it just started, I just started pushing. 
Yeah. And that was really cool. And after pushing for some time, um, I could feel she was like coming up and down, you know, and she said, um, I had a cervical lip, a little lip. And she was like, those are just enough to like make, draw this out longer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, please help me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if you push and you want me to push, I can push that lip down and we'll get this baby out. And Mm -hmm. I was like, great, like, let's do it. And so the next two contractions or so, she just like helped move that Mm -hmm. out of the way. And I, um, she, I had told her, well, I remember she said, reach down and fill her head. And I felt, but I literally thought like there wasn't a baby at this point. There's no baby. There's no baby coming. This is all for nothing. <laughs> That's like that crazy. Yeah. It really is crazy. Cause your body naturally releases hormones that like make you feel it's like a painkiller kind of high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But a different kind of high. And I was like, so out of my mind that I thought there was no baby. <laughs> so anyway, then when she was coming out, she was like, hey, you said you wanted to catch your baby, like reach down. And I was like, no, I can't like, don't move me. And so she like grabbed my hands and like helped, helped me pull you. her out. Aww. And that, and I was like in shock, like, wait, there isn't actually a baby. Like I did it. Like, yeah, it was so cool. So amazing. Um, And just something about being home. Like, I don't even know, like heaven opens up in your home for those like couple hours. And like my favorite part about the whole experience was like, my house was quiet as a pin drop my entire labor. Yeah. Like everyone was whispering and like, it was so peaceful. Mm -hmm. And like, even in the birth suite at the hospital, it was so the opposite of that, you know? Um, so that was just like so quiet and just heavenly. I don't know. Um, and just like the support, like through that whole thing, I never felt worried um, or scared. I was just so focused on being in labor and like needing to pee and getting that baby out. But <laughs> yeah. like they were out in the, the my room, like, okay, like talking, what's going on? Like, was she in this position? Do we have a shoulder issue? And no, like they never told me any of that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know? Because you didn't, you didn't need to know. It would have... No stopped your progression and I'm you so felt worried that's what I, I'm so glad yeah um I'm so glad because like for my midwife after she's like yeah I mean that bladder is in the way and if we couldn't thankfully she had a catheter yeah but like if they couldn't cath me I probably would have had to go to the hospital mm. because I could not pee she was pinching off my urethra with her head mm. so like it wasn't going to come out yeah and they would have had to cath me but thank goodness she had it um and she's like, I was, my next step was going to be like, we're going to have to, but she was like, I'm so glad you asked, Yeah, you know, like, let me make that decision. Um, but she's like, yeah, I mean, that's really rare, really, really rare. Um, and she told me later that during my labor, she was worried about shoulders. Mm. Um, and, and even when I was pushing, she's like, you just had such an odd labor, like just weird things the whole time that she was concerned there could be some of that. And like I said, I just never knew. Yeah. I never had an inkling of concern. Um, They just did their thing and were so confident. And it was amazing. So calm and confident. And they would have brought you in when it was necessary. Absolutely. Like I trusted that 100%. But to let you stay out of it and not make it your business before it's necessary is so helpful. Well, like my husband was, he was in there with me, but he was like, yeah, I knew like that they were in the room kind of talking and like, well, do we think it's this? And I'm like, I think back, like if I had done it at the hospital 
in the Simply Birth Suite. And um, we were having those same issues with me peeing. I truly, no discredit to them. I just don't think that they would have thought that's what it was because they don't deal with that. They cath you. Yeah. And that's a very rare quote unquote complication. Um, my midwife is like, I've been doing this since the seventies and I've only seen this one other time. Whoa. Yeah. So I, she's like, I don't think they would have known that. I it, mean, even the labor yeah. and delivery nurse that was there where she was like, I did not think it was that they thought it was a position, a shoulder. Something. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm just so grateful. Like that. She was like, let's pee. We need mm-hmm. to pee. Something's mm-hmm. going on. Like that. That was what she thought of. Versus like a shoulder or a positioning or something like that, you know? And it just goes to show too that midwives are capable of handling these weird situations. Yeah. And she told me too, she was like, if it had been shoulders, like, which I was kind of anticipating, like being, um, a natural birth, like that's the best case scenario because we can use it to our advantage. Like we can get you up and moving and we can do all these things. Like even with the bladder, like we knew, like, let's try all these things first, you know? But even with that kind of like hour of um, discomfort and stuff, it was dreamy. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it at all. And at all. And, and would you say the like euphoric feeling was th- the same or different because you had two unmedicated births? Um, I would say it was similar to my one at the hospital, but even more so because it was just more calm. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. And like I said, like it was just so heavenly. And like at the hospital, you have the baby and then they're like stitching you up and then they're like, uh, let's weigh the baby and just kind of still in there in the commotion. And it was like, I had her, they made sure I wasn't bleeding. They got me out onto the bed. She checked me, checked the baby. And then they like left the room Mm -hmm. and I was in there with her and I like my doula was feeding me and like. It yeah. was just amazing. And then I slept. I slept with There's the baby. There's no like emergency to weigh the baby no. and all these things. Like, no, there is no, no. Hospital. Like they were like, get that baby on your chest, like feed her. And so I did and I slept and they left me in there for like two hours. Yeah. And they were in the living room. Yeah. Doing their stuff. And then they came back in and checked me again and, you know, took care of us and asked what we needed and they left. Yeah. Like they were there from 1030 to five and left. Yeah, And then I was in my bed, which was the best part because those dang hospital beds are the worst on like your tailbone. Yeah. Um, and I showered in my, they helped me shower before I left. Mm -hmm. Like they made sure I was fed. Like it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And then they just left and our house was just like quiet and peaceful and no machines and no one coming in and out checking blood sugars and um it was honestly just magical I love that yeah it was amazing so I'm like I think whatever people choose and you have to choose what's best for you and what you're comfortable with but like yeah home birth is special yeah all birth is special but it is definitely like a different level of magical yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah Wow. Those are, those are some really good stories that you've shared (laughs) with us today. And they're all so different. Different. Yeah. All of them so different. I'm like, the only thing I haven't done is a C-section and I hopefully don't want to never have to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, C-section mamas are amazing too. They are truly. 
but the you know we don't wish to do that no the i don't wish that upon like anyone awful no. yeah yeah also different and all all amazing but um for sure like knowing my choices and having the people there that were empowering me empowered women empower women yeah you have a little rug that says that like yeah. <laughs> wow just such a difference in my my trusting my body and my birth and my recovery like night and day yeah mm -hmm. so wow. I just wish that every woman woman and mom like knew yeah that everyone could have the chance to experience that yeah and just like know that they have options yeah definitely. you know know that you have a voice and a say yeah for yeah. sure so well all we can do is try to spread the word so 100%. thanks for coming on and sharing your story thanks for having me so that we could try to share the word spread the word spread the word right. um if any of you guys are listening and you feel like someone you know might benefit from hearing cherish's three very different stories that she shared with us please make sure to share it with them don't don't be shy um because these things can really impact someone's life and change the trajectory of someone's life and be really really incredible so, i agree yeah yes well we will just close out once again cherish is on instagram as at petite and neat <laughs> and she is the co-host of the minivan mamas podcast did i say that right yes okay so yes. go ahead and check that out and show yes. her some love there too you can find us on instagram at the birth village podcast and I said it earlier, but you guys, we love hearing from you. So if you feel so inclined, please rate and review or shoot us a little DM or a voicemail. We would love to hear from you. And please, please, please remember that. Do you want to do you want to sign us out? Empowered women, empower women. 